Bobby, did you know that it's Live Nation's concert week and from now through May 14th, you can get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows? I did know because Live Nation sent us a list of all of the concerts and I'm obsessed because I'm definitely going to see some of these people. Well, you can get up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, including Alanis Morissette, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson. Who else am I seeing? Lainey Wilson. Peso Pluma and Sarah McLaughlin like back to back. That's fun. Megan Trainer then Peso Pluma, then Sarah McLaughlin, and have us the summer of my life. So grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. You will Yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And Peter Cook has been lying about his fiance's age. But when I saw this like <laughs> headline, I was like, oh, she's older. She was Rebel Wilsoning. Yeah, she's younger. Us Weekly says Peter Cook's college student fiance Alba Janku is younger than he originally claimed, which is insane. If you don't remember who Peter Cook is, Peter Cook is christy brinkley's ex-husband who and the father of sailor sailor brinkley cook and the ex-stepfather to alexis ray joel christy brinkley (laughs) was married to billy joel that's like how he's even relevant but apparently peter cook has a has a thing for the younger 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 woman and Mm -hmm. it was reported that she was 21 but now it's being re-reported that she's only actually 20 Page Six, who has been following Peter Cook's, like, um, sort of creepy behavior for several years. Creepy Peter Cook has allegedly been lying about his new fiancé's age. Sources say she's actually just 20, younger than his 20-year-one-year-old daughter, Sailor Brinkley Cook. This, I think, explains why he's been doing it, because he's like, I can't be dating someone younger than my daughter, but oops, he is, and is engaged to her. I mean, somebody at these tabloids hates Peter Cook. Still, uh, Still at the age of consent, whatever. Don't mean to, like, age shame, but... But he made all this, he like had to actively like make up lies about this. Like he Maybe was covering he didn't his know ass. How old it she says, was. a few weeks ago, Cook swore to page six through his rep that the bride to be was 21, despite our doubts. He even went as far as to claim a social media post of her 18th birthday celebrations at her elite what? British high school, posted in 2017, carried the wrong date. The post has since been deleted. So page six was like, if she's 21, why did she graduate this year? And he was like, oh, that's the wrong date. What the fuck? So now, because I think he was trying to avoid this headline, which is from us, us's Twitter, Peter Cook's fiance is younger than his daughter. Now the story now is happening. like way more salacious than it was before, which was sort of salacious, but couldn't be written out as succinctly as it now yeah. is being written out. And this just, after watching that doc- this documentary that I'll tell you about, this makes me feel like Peter Cook, somebody has it out for him. Not that this is like not bad. It's just that somebody is really digging in their heels on this. Well, I feel I feel like the actual worry, he's been telling everyone that they met when she was 19 and a half. First of all, if you're dating an adult, half year shouldn't matter. Half year. <laughs> half year. What is she? Half a, year. What half is she, year. an infant? It's right. not. So, yeah. When you're over the age of 15, you no more half years. No 16. more half year. So yeah. he's like, I met when she was 19 and a half. And a is half. that a lie? You know, like, did he right. actually, did they actually meet when she was under 18? I feel like maybe because they didn't. Because then when I don't, it goes to I 18 really and a half, then it's like, oh, but was it 18 and a half or was it 18 or was it, what was it? 
if you're having to worry about half years over the person you're dating and like whether or not they lied no, about when they graduated no. from high school, like just back out of the situation. This is going to be very complicated for you. I mean, there's so many reasons, but yes, that is one of them. Yeah. Anyway, don't they're soulmates, do, yeah. but they're soulmates. According to them, according to the couple, let's let them speak for themselves. They're soulmates. They're soulmates. <sighs> I mean, yeah, is it his fault that his soulmate is 19 and a half when they first met? <laughs> Sorry, I hate it. This is like the worst. This is the worst, the worst, like, conversation. I hate it. Um. So, what was the documentary? The documentary that I was watching, which is so... Can someone stop beeping outside my window? No, you can't stop? <laughs> it's Peter Cook. Like... He's like, stop talking about my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> She's 18 and a half. <laughs> okay. Um, oh my God. When's um, the last I thing you used watching... to have here? I cannot. No, you use it, it when you're eight, nine years old. <laughs> you remember? It's like, it's my half birthday. I'm 18 and a half. It's like, no, okay. So the documentary that I was watching last night, which was fucking great, was it's, I, it doesn't have the greatest name, but let's, I get it. Let's Scandalous, give it. The Untold Story of the National Enquirer. Have you heard of this documentary? Pass me right by. It's I feel Magnolia like, didn't we just, Films. Didn't we just get screener links for it? Yeah, I was yes, like, the that's reason why I've I watched heard of it. it is because I just saw a screener well, link for it. Okay. I mean, I'm a big doc head. I feel like a lot of the documentaries I miss in theaters, I have to watch them either mm-hmm. when they go on streaming or I track them down if I've heard about them. It's hard, they to, win find, an award. Yeah, it's hard to find They're them, hard yeah. to find. So we got this great email full of great documentaries from Magnolia. Shout out. Thank you. And thank you. And I watched National Enqu- this National Enquirer doc. It was fucking fantastic. I knew a lot of it but i didn't know the order of everything and Mm -hmm. it's just incredible watching this news because they interview so many of the people that wrote for the national Enquirer back when it was like breaking news because there was part of it that was like yes ufos and all that bullshit but they broke serious news they broke um all the jean benet ramsey stuff they did all the oj stuff they put millions of dollars in reporting and breaking really kind of like important news that no one else kind of wanted dug up they went mm-hmm. after and then as soon as 9 11 happened and the anthrax attack people got freaked out and stopped buying national Enquirer, and they kind of got twisted on themselves because they were always this always this quote-unquote patriotic brand but then the powers that be kind of came for them and then all the catch and kill stuff started happening and the, Donald Trump used his kind of friendship with the National Enquirer against them it was cra- it's a crazy documentary and i knew some of it but i didn't really know the exact order of everything you should I definitely watch it watch it today it's just like it's a very it'll it'll change the way that you view kind of the way the National Enquirer's uh influence because a lot of these people are like we were doing you know serious journalism for a good amount of time until Mm -hmm. david pecker took over and was like already in bed with donald trump and also like the paper's influence had already fallen because i didn't remember that they had that anthrax attack at their no me either at their headquarters and apparently that cut distribution because people thought they were gonna get anthrax from copies of national Enquirer. that's crazy and then it never went away. Well, I mean, no. the, the, what is the comparison? The no. Tylenol story. Yes. And the other thing was that even though nobody was really reading it, like their 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 readership dropped like by a ton, they still mm-hmm. were making a ton of money off ads because of the placement at the supermarket. So they were like this uh, billboard. They yeah. were serving as this like billboard, even though nobody was actually opening up the inside page. So them doing all this like pro-Trump, anti-Hillary stuff – through David Pecker was a big thing. And do you know that they also like 
they were paid essentially to like bury they were paid off to bury a ton of Arnold Schwarzenegger shit when he was running for governor. No. So he would not have been maybe elected to governor if they hadn't been well, he's, paid internally to He seems suppress. like one of those guys who's filled with untold creepy stories. Oh yeah. People who work at the at the Inquirer were like, we'd been getting stories about him for years. Years. Mm-hmm. They were all bundled up in like a little box and thrown out the, into the trash. You know, well, and like not in the trash, again. not in the trash, in his the, safe. Right. In his safe. big safe. It was just a, it's his a, inside it's a man great safe. documentary. I'm not, I, I don't know if I would have like watched it. It felt almost like something that you could skip over as kind of one of those like low budget, not as comprehensive documentaries, but it's just. But it's good. Yeah, it really talks a lot about what we kind of talk about. I'll watch it today. Whatever. So that was good. You're listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where you, where we take your questions, comments, concerns um, at 619-WHO-THEM. Today we have a lot of comments. I added a few after you uh, I see you did, added. but some of these I'm like not excited to hear. I can't wait. The final two are specifically like, you know, we have to close the thread on something. Okay. Mm. First comment. I cried at work today for the first time. And the first thing I thought of was Jen Gotch. Thank you, I guess. Crunch, crunch. Crunch, crunch. (laughs) I'm sorry you cried at work, caller. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. That sucks. Crying at work is bad. It's not fun or empowering. No. Thanks, Jen Gotch. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's awful the way these people just sort of infect your brain when you hear about them once. It's our fault. Anytime any of you cry at work in the future, not that I ever want you to, but when you do, you'll think of Jen Gotch. You're going to be like, this sucks. This is not fun (laughs) at all. Okay. Okay, next call. This is representative of maybe 100 calls. No, not 100. Really? Many, many. I heard like a few. People just kept on calling about this i get it i just play the fucking call niall warren is irish that's just the shortest one there are so many of them (laughs) including irish people including british people also people whose accents i can't place and don't want to even guess because then i'll get calls about how i got the accent wrong okay like i understand the sensitivities between ireland and the uk and i respect both of you i studied abroad in dublin so i just want to say that means nothing but my point is (laughs) is that us you us not knowing in Dublin. whether a celebrity is Irish or British is the same as us not knowing whether celebrity is from New Zealand or Australia. We're just not going to remember these things. Niall Horan, I'm going to forget every time what his no. face looks like, what his voice sounds like, what his eyes, what color his eyes are, where he's from. We thought Ed Sheeran was Irish for the <laughs> longest time. That is not that is not a slam against Ireland or the or no. the UK. From now on, if I'm not sure, I'm calling I'll someone from the British Isles. Yeah. From the British Isles. I just don't want to offend anyone from the the fine place of Ireland or the UK. And I know that there's issues right now going on. But I, I just brought in Dublin. <laughs> but to be mad at us over not remembering what Niall Horan, like that is like, it's one thing if it was actually somebody important who was Irish, like Bono. What if someone's like, he's not Irish. No, he is. I know he is. Okay, I know he is. No, I've been to the Dublin airport. There are Bono photos. Right. Big photos of Gabriel Byrne. Big photos of Bono. We will not forget that that Bono is Irish. Niall Horan, I will... We were doing some sort of radio thing about One Direction, and we forgot all their names. It was honestly wild to watch. It, all the names slipped out of my brain. It was bad. I was like, Louie, Larry, we got there. Tommy, Brendan. We got there. We Whatever. got there. 
Also, so I like Guinness. I drink a lot of Guinness. <laughs> no, that's you're making okay? my study abroad thing sound no, worse than I'm... it is. <laughs> Shut up. I supported the Irish economy for one full semester. <laughs> yeah, I know. True. I know. I know. I know. I went to the once premiere. Isn't that crazy? Wait, the movie or the play? The movie in Ireland before it came out. I Wait. went to the premiere. You went to the premiere of once? Yeah, because And you never 12... told me that? Yeah, the 12 people live in With Ireland. Marketa I somehow Ingolva got invited to the premiere. What? With Marketa Ergvolva? Yeah, they played at the premiere. And I remember being like, this movie's pretty good, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Marketa Ergolva and Glenn Hansard. You know what movie doesn't hold up? Once. Ugh, I, ugh, I know. But the music is still good. The music is good, but... I dare you to watch that movie in the in 2019, no, and you'll be like, "Excuse us for giving this movie a pass." No, thank you. Is it like problematic? It's like it's really not. <laughs> it's like shades of problematic, but that's not really the issue. It's just like so fucking boring. And I was like, I saw this movie twice in theaters, and was like, you I did? love it. Yeah, wow, I loved Bob. it. And then I watched it again, whatever, maybe four years after it came out, 2011, 2012. And I was like, yes, I'm watching Once Again. I love it. It's so sweet. And halfway through, I was like, get me out of here. Get me out of Once. <laughs> when we studied abroad, we all had internships. That was like part of the program. And like one girl had an internship at the movie production company that made Once. And so <laughs> they were like desperate to fill the seats of the Once premiere. So they were like, please come to the Once premiere. And I was like, I don't care. What am I doing? I know nothing. I don't do anything. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm, I don't, who knows and I went and I was like whoa this is g a good movie yeah I would call Falling Slowly one of the best original songs of the of the new century like the best original song winners and, and did you know that in the musical once the guy that plays the guy the Glenn, Glenn Hansard guy yeah. he, that's the guy that is marrying um, Jenna Dewan formerly Tatum Glenn Hansard is not marrying Jenna No, Dewan. the guy no. who plays Glenn Hansard in the musical once, he originated the role on Broadway, is marrying Oh, the guy who's Jenna playing Dewan. him in the musical. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Okay, that's... That's just a fun fact for you that I connected. I think that might be the least fun fact I've ever heard in my whole life. No. The guy who's playing Glenn Hansard in the musical version of once is now going to marry Jenna Dewan. The guy who played Tatum. the... He played the guy. He's not currently. He doesn't even currently on. play the guy. The guy who played the guy is marrying Jenna Dewan. I think his name is Steve. You know, the only way that I could you could convince me to see Once on Broadway is if it I'm... starred Jesse J and Channing Tatum. They they could do that. I'm just saying it's not even on Broadway anymore. Once could star Meghan Markle, and I wouldn't see it on Broadway. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why would it? But I don't know. But it could. Okay, next call. <laughs> Why would it? Why would it? Hello, hello. Uh, stone as a unit of measurement of waste is uh, also kind of an international who. It's pretty much exclusive to the UK and is kind of used in Ireland, but Ireland also, which where I'm from, uh, we also kind of use kilos. A stone is 14 pounds and a pound is 2.2 kilograms. Hope that clears things up. Good form. A stone is 14 pounds? Wow, I thought it was like 
1.5 pound. Like I thought it was very like almost the same. But I think what's interesting is the stone uses pounds, not kilos. You know what right. I mean? You would think as a use... unit, it's a it's a it's a number of pounds, not a number of kilos. That's what sort of made me. Think well, now that this is a metric system podcast, we have to go by the metric system. It's so weird. <laughs> okay, wait. So. Again, not to bring her back into this, but if Adele lost how many stone? Three, they said? One? If she lost three. How many stone? Hold on. Adele what did they lost misreport? What? stone. Let's look. I Hold just, on. I don't care. Adele is my... said to have dro- dropped a whopping three stone. So she, three she stone? dropped uh, 42 that's pounds. so many pounds. 42 pounds. Okay. Wow, that's crazy because whenever I see stone. But it doesn't matter how many stone Adele dropped. Don't, no, don't no, be no. all gaspy shocked. No, no, no. No, I just, when I see in tabloids stone, I think like it's like f- two pounds. Like, Me I don't too. Think I don't think much about So I'm like, stone. oh, you know, like why would they report that Adele dropped like eight pounds? That's ridiculous. But like now I'm, my eyes are open. Again, don't care. Do not now care like, about Adele. Adele lost how, three stone. No, I know. But I don't, again, I need to stress. I don't care how much stone Adele lost. And I don't even care whether that's true or not. I'm just talking about seeing stone. And now that's you the last know time what that it I means. saw it in tabloids. Whoa, that's a lot of 14 pounds is a stone. Thank you. <laughs> 14 thank you. pounds is a stone. Thank you. We actually got several calls about what a stone is. So thank that's you. That's incredible. Thank, thank you, you, our listeners from the British Isles. And sorry Isles. again about Niall Horan. I really, <laughs> really am sorry. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, long time. I was just listening to uh, the Tuesday episode, and uh, you were talking about uh, Tala... Um, Alamuddin, who is uh, Amal Clooney's sister, and there was some confusion around uh, whether or not she was going to jail. Um, she actually is in jail. She's serving a three-week sentence um, and then was also ordered to uh, pay a fine and uh, is going to have a suspended license or be barred from driving uh, after her release. So she is actually in jail. Singapore is hardcore like that. Um, yeah, women don't belong in balloons, crunch, crunch. Women don't belong on cobblestone streets. I want to interview Tala Alamuddin when she's out of jail. I don't. I'm going to reach out to her not. people. Her. That's dark. I don't I'll want to. I'll just send her to. a DM. I no, want to talk about. You. I want to talk about her memory of the cobblestone street and love's <laughs> moment. I don't want to talk no, about absolutely. her drunk driving. <laughs> oh, no, That's dark. I don't. I want to talk I, about her almost falling. I don't want to talk about any of it. You don't? I don't know, but she's a conf- confirmation she's in jail. As we <laughs> thought, I don't know why we were like like wavering about her. One of the articles we read was like, she's going to go to prison. It was like, no, she's in jail, not prison. Minor differences, sort of like Britain and Ireland. But she was in... <laughs> <laughs> Bobby! She's in jail. Don't get us in trouble again. <laughs> no. We'll never get going... to go there. Okay. We wish show. Okay, listen to this. Hey, Who Weekly, just wanted to let you know that Mike Posner recovered from his rattlesnake bite and did complete his walk across America on October 18th, 2019. So, congratulations to him. Uh, crunch, crunch, got a lot of. Bye. Got a lot. Got a lot. Crunch, crunch, got, got a lot. Got a Um, We knew I, this. I feel like we needed to, you know. We needed the ending to the story. We needed to put a bow on this. Mike Posner, who got bit by a snake and had to stop his walk across the country, which we still don't really know why he did or how. And then he got back on his feet and finished the fucking walk. He was almost there, to be honest. So, like, he had to finish that thing. He was in Colorado when he got bit by the snake. He's this the, is an inspiring story. I wish He's I the boy knew. who lived. 
I mean, I honestly, I don't want to take away from his achievement, but he didn't like do it for charity or anything. He just did it for himself and to be inspiring. Yeah. Well, okay. it, I, I was looking at this this story, which is on the Detroit News for some reason, but that's where I ended up midway through his his walk. So two thousand miles into his walk, he was like charity. he started a he started doing charity on a GoFundMe, mm. and he raised mm. like fifty one thousand dollars for charity. Cool, um, which is cool. The other yeah. thing is, as we suspected, he turned this into music. He released a mixtape after he finished his walk called like the, um, Illinois by Sufjan Stevens. Where <laughs> called Keep Going. <laughs> He's going to do all 50 states and <laughs> take up to just start where Sufjan left off. But good job, Mike Posner. Him. He got bit by a snake and he kept going. Just keep Incredible. going. Thelma. He got bit by a snake in Colorado. Okay, then listen. Let's not get caught. What are you talking about? Let's keep going. What do you mean? You sure? Yeah. Get it. Oh my God, Lindsay, did you just call Ryan Johnson Brit guy? I am dying, and here's why I'm dying. Um, Ryan Johnson is Karina's husband. You just had her on the show. Oh my God, that was just so funny. Um, women do not belong in balloons. Bye. We know that. We Duh. know that Karina's husband is Ryan Johnson. Please. <laughs> We're not idiots. But so many people called and they were like, did you not know? We knew. But Bobby, a lot of people also called and they were like, how dare you call him Brick Guy? But Bobby knows this, that like Brick is like one of my favorite movies. Lindsay's obsessed time. with Brick. I think we've talked about this on the podcast, how much Lindsay loves Brick. It's so probably your top five so favorite movies. To me, yeah, like it's in the top 10 now. I mean, it slid because I got older. It was It was like number two or one when I was like slightly younger and I broadened my horizons not in a bad a good a bad way I just mean like whatever yeah you see yeah. more movies my point is is that like Brick is like tops for me and so like to me I I love Ryan Johnson always have and I have to say I'm not a big Star Wars person so when he went in that direction I was kind of like I'm gonna wait for you to come through the other side for me like I'm excited for Knives Out because that's Knives like out, yeah. the Ryan Johnson that I like a little bit more than the yeah. Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. But yes, we know it's Karina's husband. We just didn't want to like, we, that was not a topic. We went to talk about that her was not a topic. Work. We were talking about Not Karina. her husband's not work. What? You think women's value is measured yeah. by their husband's yeah. success? Excuse me. Wrong podcast. Okay. Yeah. Wrong podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it just, it was not something that was going to come up in the conversation. And I think the reason why it came up after was because of whatever. Maybe that, maybe it didn't. Maybe it came up separately. I well, the remember. brick no brick came up because you, we were talking about uh, directors completely separate from the Karina conversation. Who's them's the directors? Well, it wasn't even who's in them's the directors. We were talking about I, you know what? I don't remember what we talked about on the last episode. But I don't we remember what we talked about at the beginning of this Karina's episode. Husband. Yeah, okay. Ryan Johnson sure. is Karina's husband. Yeah, both of I them mean, are whose. It's this fine. is not <laughs> hidden information. I think I think this is pretty solid information, and we probably shouldn't talk about it anymore because that's it. Just like it just really sticks in my craw when people call and think we don't know something. Brick guy, we often don't know something, so relax because they can call because we often know nothing. <laughs> All right. People are like, you don't know this. It's like accurate. We didn't know that. 
a really funny call that I don't, I'm not going to play it, but it's so funny and very representative of some of the wildest calls we get that it, the, the call that I sent you where the, where the woman is like, Hey, Lindsay and Bobby, like, what's up? Hi. Um, first of all, Lindsay, Jews, Nazis. And she spends 35 to 40 seconds talking about the history of Nazis, Jews, concentration camps, experimentation, the sort of like Goebbels thing. And then like yeah. how some of the scientists moved to the United States, 45 seconds. And then she goes, anyway, what's up with Jennifer Jason Lee? I need you two to talk about Jennifer Jason Lee. And I was like, oh my God. I know. How quickly we shift. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular, hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, TN Tran and Katie Kershaw. They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. <laughs> you sort are. of. Kind you of. Are. A little you bit. Are. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports. And in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me. They're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes. And that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. So speaking of awards being purchased, do you think The Voice has purchased the Sexiest Man Alive Award? Because that's the only explanation I can think of for Blake Shelton. John Legend was just the Sexiest Man Alive this year. Adam Levine was the Sexiest Man Alive. Just a thought. I know they're not who's, but just something I was thinking about. Crunch, crunch. Blake Shelton was Sexiest Man in 2017. Adam Levine was Sexiest Man in 2013, which was a little longer ago. Mm -hmm. And those men aren't who's, but Sexiest Man Alive is a who. Fucking big ass who. Sexiest Man Alive. This is a very interesting call. Yeah. It's over the past six years, so there's not like, it's not like it's, you know, three in a row. We got voice people. Yeah. It's a bit of a stretch, but Blake and John, I do find interesting. I think people though is looking for these double whammy Mm -hmm. people to promote so like blake they had gwen to help promote like that whole thing and now with john they have chrissy to promote and also this is like adam they had 2019 wife guy vibe Uh like ooh, the sexiest man alive is a wife guy like we love he's cute and hot or whatever Mm -hmm. like that is kind of where we are in culture right now too presumably apparently no problematic bone in john legend's body which is a big plus you know i just it's part of me's like accusing of the of the voice of using people is like it's almost like the people is using the voice too it's almost even if not if anything the voice Mm -hmm. is more popular than people's sexiest man alive at this point so like it's kind of weird to be like oh they're they're in it i think it's just they're looking for the same type of celebrity too. Yeah, like that's more of it. It's more of like a a con confluence. Oh my god, what am I talking? Like convergence versus a <laughs> like a kind of underhanded thing. Although you found a connection, I was saying if they were owned by the same people, but they're yeah, not. Yeah. So yeah, voices NBC, which is Comcast, 
People Magazine is owned by Meredith, which used to be owned by Time Inc., but now it's all owned by Meredith. Um, not Gray, just the company Meredith. And Time, Time Inc. and People are, you know, under the same umbrella. So I found this interesting connection. And honestly, it could mean nothing, but mm. this... So I started... I was searching within LinkedIn for people who have worked at both NBC Universal and across Meredith properties. Mm-hmm. And there's a little overlap. I found a couple people who were like, you know, very junior. And but it was that's like... Not, I, that's not crazy. They're both... <clears throat> that's not crazy. You know. But this woman, high, high, high up, this was the interesting thing. So this woman, her name is Karen Kovacs. And she's the EVP of Client Partnerships at NBC Universal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a woman who is like decades into her career. Mm-hmm. She is the EVP of Client Partnerships. Mm-hmm. Where did she work directly before this? Time and People. Really? For over a decade, she worked across the Time Inc. brands, including eight years at People. And, and what did she voice? do there? She was fully the publisher at People. Oh, so wow. So I, I, I... Wait, and now she's at The Voice? And now she's at... NBC. She's the she's the EVP of client partnerships at across NBC Universal. So she's and in the she marketing. And she used to like, be a she used to be the publisher of People Magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising that people have worked at both. But you're right. Like that is their look. Yeah. So I mean, uh, so what I'm saying is, it wouldn't surprise me that she has a relationship to this magazine and would want to promote this magazine success and like maybe use whatever contact she has at People. You know, like I don't think there's anything nefarious here, but that connection is pretty alarm belly you know yeah i know i think i just think part of me is kind of like it's it's cool it's it's not as devious as no as it it could be and the other thing is i'm interested about john legend because i feel like this thing where he's bland in some ways but he's not bland in like political like he's pretty politically outspoken actually very politically outspoken and so is chrissy teigen so it's interesting to me that they went with him because of that like that kind of reason especially considering blake shilton was like the the person they chose immediately after trump you know like trump was elected they chose blake shilton they, they, it's like they tried one side of it. They were like, we'll do mm-hmm. Blake now because it's like that's the right time to like be like America right now. And then with that backlash, they had to like speak to the backlash. Idris Elba was last year, right? And then mm-hmm. then now they're fully shifting out like on like <laughs> as Trump is like more hated universal. Or a little bit some, out the door. Yeah. I'm like I'm wondering. It's like con- it's actually like kind of controversial that they chose John Legend at this point. Yeah, because even Idris is like isn't necessarily politically outspoken in the way that maybe, or at least as, you know, capital O online as Chrissy and John are. I know. They so like don't shut whatever, up. That's like their Whatever brand. Idris believes, he's not out here tweeting it every day. And look at, you know, number one, probably Trump voter, Barbara Corcoran. Sorry, love her too. But like this woman, definitely whatever. She tweeted, the sexiest man alive. You gotta be kidding me. No doubt John Legend is a phenomenal musician, but I'll tell you what makes a guy sexy. A fabulous chiseled face, eyes that communicate, I want you now, and a body that can't stop looking at. Oh my God, I hate this tweet. Hashtag It's revolt. disgusting. It's, the, it's one of the worst tweets I've ever seen. Wait, I'm sorry. I'll tell you what makes a guy sexy. A fabulously chiseled <laughs> face, eyes that communicate, I want you now. Now, all caps. And, and a body that you can't stop looking at. Barbara Cochran's like, <laughs> what's she talking about? <laughs> She's, it's, I don't know. It's Put her in jail for this tweet is what I'm saying. It's like, it's, honestly, the horniest on Maine thing I've ever seen in my life. And <laughs> She's too horny on Maine. She's too horny but on Maine. But, but it's like. <laughs> but it's also a, a, a Barbara joke on Shark Tank is like anytime 
anytime Barbara is on an episode, which she should be on every episode, but she's not, which is annoying. She's one of the people they switch in and out. But the when someone like a Shark Tank contestant comes in and they have, you know, their, you know, their big performance at the at the beginning, if there's like a shirtless dude or like some guys who are remotely like hunky sexy it always cuts to barbara and she's like "Ooh, i like this like barbara is the horny one on shark tank and that is like long established yes but it's just sort of weird to see this in tweet form like it's one thing to see her like say literally va 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 voom when she sees a hunk and this is like i mean this is the tr- woman is who disgusting. staged a funeral for her own birthday she's got some <laughs> she's she's got that she's got the urge to <laughs> She's got it. She's got it. She's there. She's got like, it. She wants but it. But it's just funny it. to have her hashtag revote. Like, this is what she's coming out against. Barb, like, this is not. It's funny. It's funny. I guess it's funny. It's funny to take a uh, whatever. T- tweeting and talking about people's sexiest man is like, you sh- we should. It's our right as humans, you yeah. know, which is right. Which is, again, like you said, one of the main reasons I think that John Legend was such a draw because what we all know people aren't necessarily reading magazines anymore and i'm sure that even though people isn't as culturally culturally relevant as it used to be in its heyday like people's sexiest man alive it's a tentpole for them it's their tentpole it's their it's their one thing they can count on everyone on the internet talking about people's sexiest man they could talk about hoda and jenna talking about it on today's show you know they know they're gonna get people's sexiest people issue (laughs) don't forget they changed it no, well, I mean, did it's, you see they do they do cutest babies in this now too, which is like no, get out of here. That's it's, illegal. The whole thing is insane. They do the like. But then did you see the David Harbor and... thing? Oh, we have to talk about the David. No, Harbor I don't want thing to talk about David that. Harbor anymore. No, we only are on the first question. We have to move on. Hello. So I have two questions, both related. Um, first of all, I was just wondering if you could talk a bit about Kiernan Shipka's birthday party, which really infiltrated my Instagram from like a lot of interesting different angles and just like a really weird collection of who's in attendance i'd love to like get a breakdown of like who they were and like how they're all connected because i am extremely confused and have been thinking about this a lot um secondly um these related these glossy black and white photo booths when did when did they get this popular? Like, I know we've been doing photo booths for a while, but the glossy black and white, you know, like most recently, Justin and Haley's wedding and then this party. And I just, they're really becoming a them. Okay. Uh, crunch, crunch. Uh, let's do the photo booth question first because it's the easiest. The Kardashians made them famous. Yeah. It's, there are the, of- it's like one company they do. It's like a photo booth and they it's kind of like meant to like just fucking filter the hell out of your face, retouch you automatically and the, the contrast they use and whatever. We talked about this a while ago. This was like... But not that you should remember, but I remember. Racked found it. The story was like three years ago when the Kardashians were doing it all the time. Um, but now everyone does it. They're called... Um, I was like, I remember this was on Racked. Oh, Murmur. M-I-R-M-I-R. That's the company... If you want a glam photo booth at your next event, murmur. M-I-R, but a lot of M-I-R. photo booth companies and people do the same thing now. Like they kind of got ripped off, so you can yeah. find a probably sure you can less do a cheaper one version of that. But that this is the photo booth that you see everywhere now. The black and, and the white answer one is with the, the Kardashians made it famous. Um, is it people doing like real time retouching, or is it like AI retouching? Is it automatic like Instagram? I think filter it's retouching? AI filter retouching. Like yeah. it's it's the fil- it's, it's too yeah. smooth. It's so weird. I hate them. It's filter. It's a filter. It's a computer. It's a computer. So, but yes, Kieran and Chipka turned twenty. She had a birthday party. All the who's came. Every fucking who. Well, 
she's and it was connected to a children lot of who's... and then John Ham. <laughs> well, okay, the John Ham thing. I don't even think that was as weird as people thought it was. Like, people were like, whoa, that's weird. It's like, it's not weird. She turned 20. Like, they're friends. I think I think January Jones was also invited. Like, Mad Men people were invited. John Hamm does. He looks disheveled. Yeah. It's he looks more the, a little disheveled and weird. Yeah. It's Whatever. more the photo of them was like, uh, okay. Like, the John The photo's Hamm. sort of yikesy. Sorry. Yeah, but it's not a yikesy. It's, it, I'm not yikes about that. Do you know what's no. more yikesy? What? BJ Novak was there. Oh, BJ like, Novak. The f- imagine someone. Hell? Imagine. I feel like I have to whisper. Imagine someone yikesier than BJ Novak. I'm just saying, why was BJ? That's to me like the John Hamm connection. He's older than her, sure, but like that's a connection. Like that's not weird. They worked together for like a million years. He you know? played her dad for a long yeah, time. Also, those, she's like a weirdo child star. Like her yeah, friends are her coworkers. Yeah. You know, like she's 20 going on 40. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. she's 100 years old now at this point. But the point <laughs> is, is that that's not that weird to me. Um, what's what's weird is is bj novak and then also i kind of was like bj novak and kieran and shipka like how long have they been friends and i found a tweet from 2014 when she was 15 years ago 15 she said happy birthday to the super cool bj novak and he responded i'm cool because i know you it's like okay tell yourself that me when i hang out with a 24 year old The other interesting thing about this is that uh, Kieran and Shipka has like some funny like nepotismy, not her nepotismy, but who she's associated with. She used to be dating Charlie Oldman, who is Gary Oldman's son. Oh, we've talked so about weird. Charlie Oldman. We did, but now she's dating Christian Coppola, who is apparently related to the Coppola family, but like is a cousin. Because all these well, they're all now cousins. Like, the Coppolas like are all cousins. They're all cousins and like nephews and nieces. Like they're not directly on the line, right? Because it's so, like Jason Schwartzman, Nicholas Cage. They're not Coppolas, but they're like cousins. So, like, is this guy Christian Coppola like benefiting from nepotism? Probably vaguely, but not direct. Not like as kind of obvious as like Sofia Coppola, maybe. But yeah, but I mean the ba- the ba- the last name really helps. I mean Nicholas Cage's last yes. name actually is Coppola, isn't? It? And then he changed it because he was like, I don't want it to seem like nepotism. As right. the generations went on, they were like, No, I'm keeping the last name because nepotism rules. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, and and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. truly doesn't matter and also it's just so funny when you have somebody whose last name is coppola who lives in hollywood they're definitely related like it's not this there's this no guy, stray coppolas anymore yeah christian coppola is a distant relative he's like bare, he's not even in the main like nuclear line of that's coppolas. what i was saying i was reading yeah. about him and i was like he is last name he's using but like the rest he's really not that closely connected to anyone mm-hmm. but he does do film stuff so he's like i yes. aspire to be like my distant relatives <laughs> right Whatever. So what else? Who else was at this party? I mean, it was just like such... It was all the randoms from her Netflix show. David Dobrik, that like Vine guy. Oh, the Vine it was guy. Just like, yeah. It was very like young Hollywood, but like a lot of people I didn't know and their friends. And then fucking BJ Novak. It was so weird. Like a very, a very weird, a, a very weird specific to a, chi- a former child star array of people. Like you just pick up the weirdest people along the way when I think when you're a child star. I like January Jones's Instagram because she didn't go. She was like, I'm too old for this. But she did say, <laughs> I'm missing this one's birthday party tonight. Sad face. I'm so proud of you, Kieran and Chipka, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, yeah, you're missing this birthday party because you're like conscious. I know. Like, I know. You're an adult. You I respect know. yourself. <laughs> I know. She's like, text John, like, maybe don't go to the birthday party. <laughs> and he's like, already on my way. He's like, already <laughs> in an Uber. <laughs> I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the bathroom. We're taking a selfie now. What a, what a FaceTime. And she's like, no. 
I know. That's it's that's the BJ's waiting like, for us in the hall. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. like John Hamm and uh, January Jones take Kieran and Chipka out for dinner challenge. You know, like do something, do something separate. <laughs> take her little doms for like a you know piece of lasagna. Like just this is not you know do something whatever. You get it. Kieran, invite us to our birthday party. We're like the right age. <laughs> um. <laughs> Me responding would love to come, but it would be really hypocritical to what I talked about on my podcast. <laughs> Missing this one's birthday party. Hope it's having, it hope it's great. <laughs> post a photo of Kieran and Shipka on my grid. Oh my God, next year, next year you should post a picture of Kieran and Shipka and Ryan wrote, Missing this one's birthday party. Just, you know, you weren't invited. I'm going to start wishing somebody's happy birthday on Instagram by saying, oh, sad to be missing this one's birthday this year. And it's just hope a it's filled with them. love and light. You should. And people would be like, wow, is Bobby friends with um, Zoe Deschanel? Is Bobby friends with, like, Why Kieran Zoe Deschanel? Why is I don't it know. Zoe Deschanel? Who else am I thinking of? Young Hollywood. You need more young Hollywood. Like, is, is Bobby Fan- friends is with Bobby KJ Oppa? <laughs> oh, weird. I know Bobby was friends with Lily <laughs> Reinhardt. That's strange. I had, I've had i never seen a photo of Bobby and Sky Jackson, but I, he wished her happy birthday and said Wait. he was sorry to be missing her birthday party. Bobby's friends with with Pink's kids? I didn't know that. I didn't know that Bobby was hanging out with Pink's kids. <laughs> That's the one. Pink's <laughs> this one. Kids. It's like Pink's daughter. Okay. Can... <laughs> but I refer to her as, I'm sorry to be missing Pink's daughter's birthday party. Love I don't know the name. <laughs> love, to, love to this one. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can't, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I use Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Joan Summers from Jezebel, and I was listening to your last week's episode when I heard the shout-out from Bobby, and I just want to say thank you for the compliment on uh, my Vroom Vroom Get a Lot of Aunt Becky's Crime Car headline, but I'm mostly inspired to call today because, as you both probably know, it is end of year. Everyone is doing their big roundups of the various things that happened this decade, the whole entire last year, yada, 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 all that content generation bullshit. So there's been something that's been bugging me for a really long time this year, and I figured you guys are probably the only people that can have an answer for this. So back in May, 
uh, kind of at the height of Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas's wedding shenanigans um, and all the press about their love and how happy they were, um, I was doing a post and saw that OK Magazine issued a retraction on a story from one of their covers that said they had 152 days to be married and then they were getting a divorce. And allegedly, as the story goes, Priyanka Chopra demanded that OK print a retraction on the story and it had to be on the very first page of OK. So my question is probably mostly for Bobby. Have you ever seen a celebrity actually issue a retraction to a tabloid? And two, is Priyanka Chopra demanding that OK Magazine issue a retraction about a story concerning her marriage, a who or a them tendency? I still think that Priyanka Chopra is a them. I know that that's not really the territory of your podcast, but that feels like extremely hooey behavior. Um, you don't have, you know, say, Jennifer Aniston calling into OK Magazine and saying, please stop talking about my secret love child with Brad Pitt. So, Anyways, love the show, huge fan, um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, and then I guess, what am I supposed to say here? Oh, yeah, women don't belong in balloons. Um, to answer your question, I've seen it before, and I the the most iconic one, and it's the one that you that comes up like when you search for things like this, it's when they said that Katy Perry was pregnant and that she was planning to get married. And I guess Katie got mad at it and they fully issued a retraction. It was in print and it was online. And it was like, we were wrong about this. It's rare. It's super rare. They're taking the chances, though. It's like it's like they they'll do the thing. Well, they'll post something. They'd rather retract and think that no and know that no one's going to give a shit about the retraction Mm -hmm. than not do it in the first place because that sells tabloids like it's very interesting to me it's like they're willing to take the chance on a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. and because it's like only, people only see it the first time around right i mean yeah and also saying that nick jonas and priyanka chopra are going to divorce is just confirming what a lot of people th- kind of thought or that were like snarkily thinking when they got married it's and so it wasn't it, it wasn't this thing where it was like this shocking thing it was almost confirmation bias weirdly so that it would go down easier in a weird yes way. but to answer i mean i is that a who or them tendency? I think it's a who tendency because I think it it's I think it's absolutely a, a thirsty move because you want headlines for both. You know, yeah, like yeah. you want you're you're glad they wrote about you to begin with, right. and you want to seem more legitimate by saying no, 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 I'm above this. But it's like no, you're not above this because if you were actually above this, you probably wouldn't have said anything. You I know? mean, yeah, like think about. All like of how the, many like, times has tabloid... OK said that Jennifer Aniston yes. is pregnant and or married someone and Jennifer or that Aniston's Angelina like, Jolie is, right. you know, whatever, whatever. Like, right. And they just stop. They just stop caring. They're like, we have bigger fish to fry in a way. Exactly. Or at this point, Priyanka's like, I don't have any stuff. bigger fish to fry. Like, I'm out no. of big fish. I only have little fish. That's yeah. it. I mean, and also you're, you know, you have someone who is covered, who's giving a lot of stuff to the tabloids too. So she knows that she has leverage that Jen Anderson and Angelina Jolie don't because they're not out here like pandering to the tabloids because they don't really want to be in them at all, let alone Mm -hmm. for good or for bad things. Do we need to talk more about Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas? It's funny how quickly they went away. I mean, everything goes away quickly in this day and age, but it's funny that like we cared about them so passionately until... It proves the only thing that we cared about them were the fact that they were getting married. Like, mm-hmm. I even watched the fucking Nick Jonas documentary that I thought was pretty... The Jonas Brothers documentary that was pretty good, but after the album came and went, now they're, I guess, on tour or working on a different album, and she's not in anything. She's not promoting anything. Like, 
it is it's true it's like it's kind of we kind of moved on Mm -hmm. i was checking for headlines about them that were like sort of recent and the only thing i saw was that they recently um reportedly spent 20 million dollars on a twenty thousand square foot property in los angeles all right 20 million dollars sure seven bedrooms 11 bathrooms high ceilings and ample outdoor space this is yeah, funny. I mean, Meanwhile, uh, Joe yeah. Jonas and Sophie Turner spent $14.1 million for 15,000 square feet. It's like, wow, they're one-upping each other. Yikes. Meanwhile, Kevin Jonas secured 10 square feet next to the 7-Eleven on Lo- in Long Beach. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't he live on Staten Island? Sorry. I thought he lived on Long Island. I thought he lived in Staten Island. They're from Staten Island. Who knows? Staten Island. Whatever. <laughs> Related news. Danielle Jonas just rented a 800 square foot pied terre in Chinatown. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> She's like, sometimes you just need to get away. <laughs> she just goes there. She just goes there and eats like vegan meals. She's like, I don't actually like pork. I have okay, to secretly okay. eat vegan meals okay. at my Chinatown flat that I keep furnished with like what an a Ikea table. What you're creating for her. Hey, babe, what's this like $3,300 I'm seeing you spend every month? Bags. Makeup, sweetie. <laughs> He's like, oh, women and their makeup. It's like her place to cry. Um, okay. okay. Wow. Um, dark. Okay. Okay. Next call. I love. I love this. Hey guys, I saw on the internet today circulating around that a guy with the Insta user Austin G Wilson posted a very cozy photo of him and Demi Lovato with the caption "My love," and like who heck is he i have no idea can you guys help thanks crunch crunch so who is this person that's it uh august g wilson not the playwright who's yeah <laughs> whose name is who's, this that's august wilson this is austin wilson this is austin yeah not the playwright august wilson which I also was like, August Wilson? No, but he's like... Demi Lovato's dating August Wilson? Good for her. That, that would be amazing. Demi <laughs> Lovato is once again dating someone he might be. Dating someone... Uh, dead. <laughs> not... Demi Lovato was like in the tabloid, like doing press, like quote unquote dating some bachelor idiot, but not really dating him. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. That was like silly. I don't know what I care i don't know what i like less demi lovato fake dating a bachelor person or real dating this guy who is like i'm not quite sure whatever we're all very we're all very um what do you call it we're all very possessive over demi lovato and her mm-hmm. and her, her general health we want I, the best for her literally all of her his instagram messages or like comments are like take care of demi like we de- 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 love de- 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 you know from mm-hmm. demi fans but she's dating this guy. He's definitely a model. Every photo that he is in is like on a shoot for X, on a shoot for Y. And mm-hmm. his claim to fame slash there's like, no, I mean, there's no claim to fame. But his dad was a... Nepotism. Was a, Z-boy. Yeah, but not... Ne- but this isn't the nepotism that we... Yeah, but it's just like he's... Gets you anywhere. <laughs> he, like his... Like he's from Hall. He's from California. His parents are it, successful LA people. Like that's it. Like, yeah, and his dad is like a cool skateboarder from remember Dog Dog Boys, the Dog, dog Town and Z Boys, yeah, the movie, yeah. That he's one of those guys, and this guy is just he's just a he's just a cool he's guy. In her, he's clearly like when you look into him, he's clearly and, and a, fun- a sober a sober guy who she met via all these 
sober this people that she's crew really of meeting. people that she's friends with right like yeah, it's just she, a guy that's in her circle her like sober circle is what it looks like because I mean, he, is point, he sober yeah. is that out like i'm pretty sure he's got i be think sober. he's i think he's uh, one of her like sobriety buddies um yeah. which is good that she's hanging out with people who can especially like understand her situation. But it's like when you look into them, the interesting thing about it is that there's so little known about him that like the five things oh, to know about Austin Wilson's are single, especially bad. All of them are bad. Every single five thing is just worse than the last. I mean, page six is probably the worst. Seventeen's is slightly better and heavies is a little better than that. But page six mm-hmm. is like, can you read the five things? It's honestly. Page six is, yeah. Oh, and like they have he's, six. He's a male. Like <laughs> it's literally like he has hair. It's the worst Number one, he works as a model. Okay, cool, great. Okay, we got that Number too. two, he has several tattoos. A thing. Both of these oh things you can look by one look at an Instagram. He has several tattoos. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number three, he changes his hairstyle often. Again, you just look at an Instagram photo. It's pink in this one. Who can believe? Four, again, based exclusively on Instagram, he cares about his parents because he said happy Mother's Day. They've done this before. They've done this before. Number five, he really likes taking selfies. Again, exclusively because of Instagram. Number six, he loves Lovato. Wilson has publicly professed his deep feelings for the pop That's singer. The same day, a- the the same day Lovato posted a pic with him, Wilson shared a photo writing, "My love," as the caption. The feeling is clearly mutual. Slams head against wall. Okay? <laughs> Lovato Lovato liked the post that declared their love, and also wrote her own message saying, "My brackets heart emoji." Looks like things are getting serious for the new pair. <laughs> so just the worst. My so heart. Compare that to Seventeen's list, which is one, he's a model. <laughs> Two, they prob met through a mutual friend. Okay. Prob. Which to be fair, we also, those are the two things that we got. Okay, let's, the only two things that we have are the two things at the top of this list. So fine. Three, he loves tattoos. Again, the same thing as he has tattoos. Four, his dad was a pro skater. We got that That's an interesting thing. Okay. Five, he seems to be really into Demi, which is the weirdest way to write anything. He called her my love. Like, take a a page from page six's thing. He literally calls her my love. Just say he's in love with Demi. Or, or just don't say that's not one of the things okay and then then we have heavies which is even a little bit more kind of specific we have uh he's modeled and has for brands like he's modeled for civil here are the brands he's those modeled who for. Sin, yeah. sin. that's more research than most would do Heavy's pretty good at these uh two this is, is their bread and butter yeah like Demi, he was close friends with Thomas Trissell, a model who died from overdose at age 31 so that's a very another very specific thing uh three his dad george wilson is a famous former skateboarder turned designer so yeah like the if you search his dad's name now he makes jeans like quality jeans and he, he makes good Invoke jeans recently but this is again heavy taking the extra step and doing like one more google yeah. and then uh wilson is a proud uncle to niece tallulah valentine which is an insane thing to write as a bullet because it's like uh, okay his, so like tallulah valentine oh is he is tallulah valentine the child of famous people no no he it's has just a niece. he has a niece named tallulah valentine niece. Five, Wilson is super close with his mom. Okay, cool. Love that. He, there's photos of him with his mom on his Instagram. And that's it. So it kind of trails off at the end there, I got to say. Heavy was really trying to get in those last two. They didn't really have enough for the last two. The, 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 the most interesting thing about Demi, and I would say like the funniest thing about like talking about Demi's personal life, which can be filled with so much darkness, is that the Demi Lovato stay away from her meme is how everyone feels about Demi Lovato. You know, yeah, no, like yeah, the moment Demi that, Lovato's with I someone, feel the way about she's her. right. She's the one who said it, but we still feel Dee Dee Lovato stay away from her every time we see yeah. someone with Demi Lovato. Also like 
the Demi Lovato fan community, the Lovatics, is truly like a wild place to be. Mm-hmm. Like I was there for four minutes doing a little research on this and I came across Demi like she opened her own secret meme page and was like responding and then the fans found out that it was her doing the memes. Then she got mad and stopped doing them. I don't know. Now she's like on Will and Grace. I mean, Demi is just like Demi-ing, you know? Mm-hmm. Miss Lovato, Poot Lovato. Can you play the, the Jeopardy clip here, please? Poot, yeah. Wait, let's play it right now. Okay. Um, I. You have to oh. kind of describe it. Well, so, actually, I can, I can like describe visual, it. very visual. So, this is a Jeopardy clip posted by Weekend3Warrior on Twitter. And, um, <laughs> yes, and it's um, Weekend3Warrior. Okay, sure. And it's the 400. Can you read the, the his caption? The was caption is, Demi really can't catch a break. I'm deceased. And so here's the $400 <laughs> question popping up. $400 question. This is like low. In 2013, this young actress and singer had a bestseller with Staying Strong, a book of affirmations. Lindsay? Who is Selena Gomez? No. <laughs> Who is Demi? And they showed a photo of her. It was like, it was Demi Lovato looking happier than you've ever seen her smiling face on the camera. Like you look at that and you're like, that is undeniably Demi Lovato. That is Demi Lovato, Demi Lovato, Demi Lovato, Demi Lovato. Clearly Demetria Lovato. We know Demetria. We know what she looks like. It's Demi Lovato. $400. Selena Gomez? No. Wait, to be fair, the comes from Weekend Warrior himself. I'm assuming it's he, but that that is my favorite part of the video. No. Is the, is whoever's filming it just spitting out their water when she says Selena? God, we talk about Demetria Lovato so much. Do you remember? Can you, pop quiz? Who was get a job, stay away from her? Who was get a job, stay away from her? Directed at? Can you remember? The answer is really easy if you think about it. Oh my god! Do you know? It wasn't like her sister. It was like another no. famous person. No, well, famous to certain people, but not. No, I don't even famous. remember. Stalker Sarah. <laughs> oh my god! Stalker it was at Sarah. Stalker Sarah. But who was Stalker Sarah posing with in the photo that she said, "Get a job, stay away from her." She was hanging out with Demi's sister, Madison De La Garza. Right. Okay. So I knew, remember and, I said, her and sister? so Demi said, "Yeah," and De- and Demi said, "Get a job, stay away from her." So her is the sister, but get oh a job is directed at Stalker Sarah. Selena Gomez? No. Um, and I think, are we done? Yeah, we're done. We're not going to play Who Are Them today. Uh, we're going to finish this episode now. Thank you for listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show. Call in 619-WHO-THEM if you have any questions, comments, and concerns. What else is there to say? Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Buy tickets to our New Jersey show because our Brooklyn show is sold out at whoweekly.us. And support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly if you want to get extra episodes and a weekly newsletter. We would love it. Also, we'll see you in, I don't know, a few days. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Have a great weekend. Bye.